words of shirobindo contribution of psychic being to sadhana the contribution of the psychic being to the sadhana is first love and bhakti a love not vital demanding and egoistic but unconditional and without claims self existent second the contact or the presence of the mother within third the unerring guidance from within fourth a quieting and purification of the mind vital and physical consciousness by their subjection to the psychic influence and guidance fifth the opening up of all this lower consciousness to the higher spiritual consciousness above for its descent into a nature prepared to receive it with a complete receptivity and right attitude for the psychic brings in everything right thought right perception right feeling right attitude one can raise up one's consciousness from the mental and vital and bring down the power ananda light knowledge from above but this is far more difficult and uncertain in its result even dangerous if the being is not prepared or not pure enough to ascend with the psychic for the purpose is by far the best way if you are thus rising from the psychic center so much the better what you say indicates that the psychic and mental centers are in communication and through them you are able to bring down things from the higher consciousness but you have not changed your head center for the above head center or for the above head wideness that usually comes by a gradual rising of the conscious parts to the top of the head and then above it but this must not be strained after or forced it will come of itself the psychic being and the desire soul the psychic being is the soul the purusha in the secret heart supporting by its presence the action of the mind life and body the vital is the pranamaya purusha spoken of in the taittiriya upanishad the being behind the force of life in its outer form in the ignorance it generates the desire soul which governs most men and which they mistake often for the real soul the atman 
is the self or spirit that remains above, pure and stainless, unaffected by the stains of life, by desire and ego and ignorance. It is realized as the true being of the individual, but also more widely as the same being in all and as the self in the cosmos. It has also a self-existence above the individual and cosmos, and it is then called the Paramatma, the Supreme Divine Being. This distinction has nothing to do with the distinction between the psychic and the vital. The vital being is not what is known as the Atman. The vital as the desire soul and desire nature controls the consciousness to a large extent in most men because men are governed by desire. But even in this service human nature, the proper ruler of the consciousness is the mental being, Manumaya Purusha Prana Sharira Neta of the Upanishad. The psychic influences the consciousness from behind, but one has to go out of the ordinary consciousness into the inmost being to find it and make it the ruler of the consciousness as it should be. To do that is one of the principal aims of the yoga. The vital should be an instrument of the consciousness, not its ruler. The vital being is not the I. The ego is mental, vital, physical. Ego implies the identification of our existence with outer self, the ignorance of our true self above and our psychic being within us. In a certain sense, the various purushas of beings in us, psychic, mental, vital, physical, are projections of the Atman, but that gets its full truth only when we get into our inner being and know the inner truth of ourselves. On the surface, in the ignorance, it is the mental, vital, physical prakriti that acts, and the purusha is disfigured, as it were, in the action of the prakriti. It is not our true mental being, our true vital being, our true physical being, even that we are aware of. These remain behind, veiled and silent. It is the mental, vital, physical ego that we take for our being until we get knowledge. <laughs>